1: Well, what a disastrous way to start the season for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm a Giant fan. I hate Dallas anyway. But, again, high expectations. McCarthy, Dak Prescott, they get blown out, embarrassed like the Jets did, by Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in Dallas late last night. And the quarterback, Prescott, hurt his hand. He's going to be out for a bunch of weeks. So it looks like another lost season already for the Dallas Cowboys what's not lost is my next guest he's a great Monday morning guest National Review, Politico, NBC does it all often his columns are syndicated right here in the New York Post and all over the country we love this guy on a Monday it's been a while the great Rich Lowry Rich good Monday morning buddy how are you
0: hey Sid I gotta congratulate you I'm a Titans fan I don't know you remember that so that was a tough uh, end of the game yesterday Gutsy call for two, gutsy play call, the shuffle pass, and to get hit behind the line, Barkley and still get in, was incredible.
1: Well, I appreciate you telling me, uh, you wishing me good, but how the hell does Rich Lowry, who last I checked lives in midtown Manhattan, become a Tennessee Titan football fan? You you ready
0: for this? It's a little complicated. So I grew up in Washington, D.C. I decided I'm going to be different, so I'm going to hate the Washington Redskins. All the Redskins-hating kids like the Cowboys, so that's too common. So this is the Love You Blue, Bum Phillips, Earl Campbell, Houston Oilers, so, ah. and they have the, the, the most hideous uniforms in the NFL, <laughs> except for the beautiful helmet. A beautiful helmet. <laughs> but the uh, Columbia Blue, so I'm like, I'm without those guys, and I follow them to Tennessee. So yeah, it's, uh, it's I, I rarely run into another Titans fan around oh,
1: here. Uh, you know, I used to love the Oilers too. I know that, that one Monday night game, Oilers and Dolphins, when Earl Campbell went oh, yeah. berserk. Remember that st- game, which? I
0: still watch that uh, the highlights of that on YouTube. Sometimes. Oh, my God. That was know, a, he had
1: a great – that run was great, but he had a great game all night. He pounded the Dolphins that yeah, night.
0: Yeah, he, he he was a great, but obviously, I mean, he's in bad shape now. Just cause He never ran out of bounds. I never. know. He always I know. head down, and, yeah. and he'd, he'd knock you th- three yards uh, backwards.
1: And then the Titans, they go to the Super Bowl once, and they lose to yeah. Kurt Warner and the Rams. I was at that game in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, you were? I was there, and, uh, in fact, I did my show all week there with Scott Kaplan, and their quarterback that day was a guy named Steve McNair, mm-hmm. who was yeah. a young man, was gunned to death inside yeah, horrible. an apartment in Tennessee with his girlfriend he was cheating on with. Horrible. Yeah. That, that game, though,
0: um, I, I just remember thinking early in the second half they took a timeout to avoid a delay of game or something, and I was like, you might need that one. You really <laughs> might need that one. Yeah. <laughs> it turned out to be
1: true. Yeah, well, the guy, uh, Daniel, uh, it was a uh, Mike A. Jones Who actually tackled the Titan wide receiver Kevin Dyson inside the one yard line and time went out? Yep, yep. All right, well, let's get to the uh, the uh, newsy stuff here. Not the important stuff, necessarily, but the newsy stuff. Uh, all I see on television from my left eye, we've got every major network on inside these studios, is King Charles arriving in Scotland. He's going to join the procession of the Queen's coffin. Earlier this morning, King Charles, for the first time, spoke to Parliament. I understand it's a huge story. I get it, the Queen dying, and she's a likable lady. But do you think, here in the United States, we pay a little too much attention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You know, there's celebrities to us, and obviously we've had a lot of celebrity drama, whether it was Diana or, or the hideous Meghan Markle. But Queen Elizabeth, I mean, she's just a, a, a stateswoman for the ages. I mean, she she did her duty for decades. Um, she, she let her, the institution of the monarchy shape her, and she was deeply— loved by her people and um you know i I think she she deserves all the all all the attention she's getting king charles you know i've I've been nervous about him forever the possibility but i think maybe he's aged into a state now where he'll be totally fine and then you know hand it over to prince william eventually um but you know it's it's a it's a great institution you know we we don't we didn't want one here you know for good reason but but they 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 like their monarchs over there yeah and she was a great one
1: but in terms of politics they really do nothing there. They hold charity events. They got plenty of money. I know that the, you know, for tourism, for example, they make, they make the country a ton of money. But politically, as far as I know, you can school me here, they do nothing. So it means nothing really for us. And we have to worry more yeah. about – at least trust we have to worry about, right? Not yeah, them. No,
0: yeah, that's right. But they they are the monarchs, a symbol of a nation that's kind of above politics. And, again, we we don't want a monarch here, but you could see there have been certain times in this country that that would have been a good thing, you know, uh, just, just yeah. someone who's above the fray and everyone can kind of rally around um, – but we we have a different system for for good reason. But yeah, Liz trust will be the that's where the action will be.
1: But what do you think about uh, the, the uh, coverage yesterday? There were people that were I went to a tribute, for example, in Rockaway, local tribute. We lost like seven hundred police, mm-hmm. fire. I think of every community in New York, which my neighborhood uh, suffered the most losses for uh, mm-hmm. on that day. And I'm at this tribute yesterday morning, and I'm getting bombarded with messages from my faithful listeners who are complaining that while I'm at this tribute, what right about the time the first plane hit cnn msnbc they are showing the queen's coffin on the way yeah. to scotland how do you do that on
0: 9-11 yeah, yeah i mean that's a really good point i just fear it's it's beginning to lose some of its um, grip and, and force the the anniversary of of september 11th and it's still you know you, you don't see it as often now but every time I see one of those planes hit, my reaction is exactly the same, Holy s you know, and it right. brings the whole thing. I just said it you know, and I felt that sick feeling in my stomach, you know <laughs> it's a little bit like uh Pearl Harbor, you know, look at the the u s s Arizona sinking, you're like, oh my God, it's just inherently a shocking event, and every time you think of people. Thousands just showing up for work, and and that happening. I mean, we we can never forget those of us, you know, f- for whom it was an immediate thing. We'll never forget. But I, but I. F- I fear its grip on the popular yeah. culture has has lessened.
1: I think you're right, and I did a whole tribute show to 9-11 on Friday. I did bring on Rob Shooter to talk about the Queen, but uh, I had Woody Giuliani, Governor Pataki, uh, Daniel Nigro, who was the FDNY commissioner at the time, and they all agreed that uh, with the way things have gone in Afghanistan under Joe Biden, above and beyond losing 13 of those soldiers, how ISIS and the Taliban have been able to regroup that it's not crazy to think there's another nine eleven coming here right around the corner. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, uh, let's hope not. I mean, we're we're in a better position generally in terms of counterterrorism, being aware of the threat. It was uh, encouraging that we got Zawahiri, um, but yeah, I mean, a- Afghanistan is going to go back to a version of of what it is, and this this is going to have to be eternal. Vigilance, But we have—you know, we've killed a lot of terrorists, and we, we have significantly de- degraded al-Qaeda. It's nothing like what it was. So we have made significant progress. It's just we can never take our eye off the ball.
1: Kamala Harris was on with Chuck Todd yesterday, mm. and she talked about this, uh, this threat to democracy that the Republicans continue to pose— and my question to you would be, what exactly is that? I mean, are you talking about January sixth? What is this threat to democracy that Bernie McGurk, Sid Rosenberg, and others, <laughs> <laughs> pose of this kind? I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know. Well, <laughs>
0: well their case, um, and, and I don't think this is un- this is unreasonable that you have Republicans um, around the country, you know, running for Secretary of State and other offices who think don't don't accept the 2020 result, and the fears that they wouldn't accept a 2024 result. I just think we, we have such a federalized system um, that that the, you can't if you want to steal an election you, you really can't do it it's extremely hard to do it and then just the hypocrisy in that interview, so the next question from Chuck Todd is, hey, so why are Democrats supporting all, all these candidates in, in primaries? You know? right. isn't, isn't that wrong He's right. like no i 'm not going to tell anyone how to run their campaign, but but you have a, surely have an opinion right no no no, no, i can 't tell anyone how to run, run their campaign and this is just the cynicism of it you know that speech that Biden gave did we talk about it, or maybe yeah, I was no, off. you were
1: out yeah. that Monday, the darkest, nastiest, less unified speech in the history yeah. of the presidency.
0: yeah, I mean, it looks like it was given from from the depths of an s m dungeon or something <laughs> right and and it was clearly it was just meant to be provocative. it wasn't meant to unite, it was meant to be provocative. Democrats think it's good for them to have Trump front and center in the debate over the midterms, so it was, it was an attempt to troll Trump and his supporters, yep, which yep, is like yep. the lowest thing a president can do.
1: yeah no, she also went out to brag yesterday with Chuck Todd how she's actually, uh, you know, she has the final vote for Congress, obviously. She's gone past John Adams in doing that, and she said she can't wait for the next one where she's going to basically destroy the filibuster. Tell folks what that means exactly.
0: Yeah, well, so in the Senate, you need most things, not all. You need 60 votes to pass it, which is a way to, to force bipartisan consensus. It doesn't mean that you can't pass anything. I mean, uh, unfortunately, they they passed a lot. Um, But it it has to – it's usually smaller rather than larger, and there has to be a consensus about it. And this has been a tradition. The the filibuster hasn't been along – as such, hasn't been around that long. But some sort of um, rules in the Senate that make it possible for people to talk stuff to death has really been part of it since the the beginning. So what they're talking about is fundamentally changing this key institution of American government at the same time same time, they pose as the defenders of institutional norms. So it just goes, again, to the, the stark uh, and uh, 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 unashamed hypocrisy
1: of these people. God, you're so smart and sexy. <laughs> really yeah. oh, uh, <laughs> before the queen died last week, the topic of conversation on these uh, liberal networks was the coming indictment of President Trump. What do you think about that?
0: You know, I, I was, I've been skeptical that they would do it over anything related to this a raid and that they would they would find a reason to do it over January 6th. I tend to think it's happening one way or the other. My colleague, Andy McCarthy, former prosecutor in New York, uh, believes that they, they might now be on the cusp of, of trying to indict him on uh, something related to the search. But I just think this is – Really bad idea. I I think, you know, if they, they indict him on anything related to the search, the obvious rejoinder will be wait a minute, so ha- why did Hillary Clinton uh get off and it will have no legitimacy for at least half the country? And if they indict him on January sixth, it'll be something, you know, really strained, adventurous kind of legal theory that's not gonna work and the same thing's gonna apply. Half right. the country's not gonna consider it legitimate. So this is this is a bad thing, you know. And if they if they want Trump to go away, they very well may have to defeat him in in twenty twenty four. Yeah, That's good luck with the that. Way to do it in a democracy. Well,
1: forget about Hillary Clinton. That's over. The boat's already sailed. She got away with it. She bleached thirty three thousand emails. But if they were smart, if they're going to indict Trump on the same day, you indict Hunter Biden. Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know. The, uh. The shrewd play would be indict Hunter Biden on something small, you know, so you can say we did it, but then you let what might have been the broader scheme, you know, that Joe and the rest of the family might have been benefiting from go, you know, get him on a little gun offense or something. Right. Um, th- right. That would be the, the, for the, for their purposes the clever thing.
1: So, what do you think, uh, all in all, yesterday NFL nine eleven the national anthem, for example, at the Jet game was amazing. The Jets suck, but the uh, the fans actually sang. Mm -hmm. of the National Anthem had met life. Nobody took a knee. There was none of that woke nonsense yesterday in New Jersey. What do you think overall? And I think you're right. I think 21 years later, people are starting to kind of – forget just a little, which is really, really disappointing. What was your thought on the whole day?
0: Well, I think, you know, they're, they're still – most Americans are still deeply patriotic. At Yankee Stadium, uh, you know, you have Herman, the uh, Yankee starting pitcher, running out to the bullpen, carrying a flag, you know, and, and it gets yep. a reaction. So, so that's where most Americans are. I will say on a less important front, this is the best sports – time of year. I mean, to be able to watch like 24 hours of college football on Saturday, and there's some (laughs) amazing games, Marshall beating Notre Dame. And then, then how how about that that
1: Alabama, Texas game? How about that? Yeah. Un-
0: unbelievable, yeah. um, and then and then you get you know NFL all day on Sunday plus toggling back and forth with, with baseball that that has you know pennant race implications. It's just it it doesn't get
1: better. I agree. And you also had the U.S. Open finals, both mm-hmm. of them, <laughs> and, and a 19 year old kid won the U.S. Open, which is pretty amazing. Uh, it is a great time of year for sports, and every Monday morning at 7:40, it's great because you. Rich Lowry, do a great job with us. So thank you right, so I'll much. Have a great week. Have a great week. You too. There he is, folks, National Review editor and, of course, Politico, NBC, and most importantly, contributor, 740 every Monday morning to Bernie and Sid, our good friend, Rich Lowry.